Knowing how to stop an overreaction when it is in full swing can seem intimidating and perhaps even out of reach. It might feel that once it begins, there is no stopping it. Though you might not be able to control what triggers you, you can learn to tune into your body and take an active role in remaining calm. Today, Dr. Judith Siegel, author of the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, will share techniques that can help you return to a state of emotional equilibrium. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today, we are sharing an excerpt from the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, Effective Strategies for Calming Your Emotions, an audiobook written by Dr. Judith P. Siegel. If you struggle to control your emotions in triggering situations, you'll find relief in using Dr. Siegel's exercises and research to put an end to these unwanted situations. You can stop your feelings from getting the best of you and unlearn the habit of overreacting. In this episode, Dr. Siegel explains how to stop an overreaction by learning how to recognize the early signs and put calming techniques into action. Getting Centered Overreactions are a product of brain chemistry, emotional memories, schema-based expectations, and unhelpful defense mechanisms. The most important thing you can do when you sense that you might be overreacting is to momentarily distance yourself from the situation that has triggered your reaction and try to calm down. Sometimes that might involve physically removing yourself from a situation particularly if there is a risk that your reaction could be dangerous to anyone. At other times, your only option will be to create a psychological boundary so that you can find a different mindset through which to think and feel. In this chapter, I will review the importance of getting centered, which means returning to a state of emotional equilibrium. It also involves learning to thoughtfully explore your reaction until you have a clear understanding of your feelings and the situation that triggered that reaction. You can reach a state of emotional equilibrium only when you have identified the emotional memories that are adding to the intensity of the experience and found ways to challenge any defensive splitting or flooding that may have been activated. Identify the changes in your body. When your amygdala is activated, altered brain chemistry produces physiological responses that you can learn to identify. Adrenaline and cortisol put us into a state of agitation that has been described as diffuse psychological arousal. Our activated central nervous system creates changes in our heart rate, breathing, and gut. As we ready ourselves to fight or flee, our energy surges into our muscles, preparing us for a physical response while at the same time making it almost impossible to process information. This state of response is actually experienced throughout your body, and it is your signal that your amygdala has started to fire. 
While your attention may be directed to the problem that has triggered your response, it is far more important to pay attention to these symptoms. The body scan exercise in Chapter 2 helped you become familiar with your physical response style. You learned to notice how different parts of your body felt when you were relaxed and to identify the way your body changed when you thought about specific emotional memories. Your ability to scan and register changes in your body can be extremely helpful to you in preventing overreactions. Every time your brain perceives a threat to your well-being, the information registers throughout your body. The earlier you can catch yourself being thrown off balance, the easier it is to find your center again. The next time you are in a stressful situation, check to see if you experience any of the following. Feeling stiff or tight in your neck. Feeling flushed or hot. Having a quickening or rapid heartbeat. Feeling queasy or like you've been punched in the stomach. Starting to sweat. Having clammy palms. Feeling numb. Being unable to concentrate. Feeling distracted or preoccupied by uninvited or racing thoughts. Knowing your body's response style to arousal is one of the most important tools you can develop. Once you know your own response style, you can be more alert to the subtle but very meaningful changes that tell you it's time to use everything you have learned about overreacting. Calm down. Once your body has alerted you that you are in a state of high arousal, your priority is to return to a state of emotional equilibrium. There are different exercises and strategies that you can try, and it's impossible to predict which one will work best for you. Some of these suggestions might sound weird or unlike anything you have ever considered doing before. Perhaps you have heard of some of them but just don't see the point. Try to stay open to strategies that have worked for others. After all, what do you really have to lose? Picture your brain functions. Remember that different parts of your brain manage emotions, memories, and judgment. When the connections between these parts shut down, you can't access all of the ingredients that you need in order to handle the situation in the best way. When you are in a moment of high arousal, just stopping to think about what is happening in your brain can help generate the awareness and self-reflection that can help turn things around. Left and Right Imagine that you are in a lab where you can have a brain scan. Picture an image that shows how the right side of your brain is all lit up. Notice that the left side isn't showing any activity at all. Message your amygdala to let it know that it's done its job for the moment. Let the left brain know that you need a little help right now trying to figure out what's really going on. You might say something like, Okay, amygdala, I know that something's up, but can you just slow down for one minute so I can try to figure it out? Left brain, where are you? I need help naming this feeling so things don't get out of hand. Bottom and top. Imagine that your brain scan shows that the lower part of your brain is all lit up. Notice that the higher brain functions are completely blacked out. Remind yourself that this is a dangerous picture and that following your impulses usually leads to actions you later regret. Talk to the thinking part of your brain so that your experience can add a grain of wisdom. You might say something like, Okay, instincts, I hear you, but let's see if my experience agrees that this is the best decision. Is this something that I will regret later? 
Snap out of it. Wear an elastic band around your wrist. When you feel that you are entering a state of high arousal, snap the band so that it stings. A physical distraction like this allows some people to divert their attention from negative thoughts back to their body. By taking action, you transfer from a passive position into one of action and urgency. Your effort to take control of this situation can keep you focused on regaining your equilibrium and help you remember the next steps you need to take in order to avoid a knee-jerk reaction. Name your feelings. Pushing yourself to identify and name your feelings is an important part of getting grounded. In Chapter 2, you are asked to become familiar with dozens of different feeling states that contribute to overall experiences of anger, contentment, or insecurity. Doctors Matthew Lieberman and Naomi Eisenberger have demonstrated how helpful that exercise can be in a moment of emotional intensity. When research subjects were asked to label the feeling that best fit a series of powerful images, their efforts to concentrate on selecting the best description immediately diminished the activity in the amygdala and related regions. As the thinking parts of the brain connect to your emotional response, you will be better able to move beyond that first impulse to either implode or explode. Breathe. Another strategy for getting centered comes from the mindfulness approach to emotional distress. Mindfulness is an offshoot of Buddhist meditation and combines mindful philosophy with breathing techniques. Mindful practice takes us away from the tendency to overthink and asks us to suspend judgment as we invest all of our energy in the experience of being fully aware of how it feels to be in this particular moment in time. As Drs. Ruth Bayer and Deborah Huss point out, the mindful approach requires acceptance of the wide range of sensations and feelings that people experience. From this perspective, emotions are just states that will come and go if we don't allow ourselves to get too agitated by them. If we can accept them as sensations and information, their urgency passes and they are replaced by other states. In a proper mindfulness exercise, your mind is free to roam from thought to thought while you simply observe yourself in the experience. To move beyond a state of turbulence, something as simple as focusing on your breath can help you return to the moment. When you concentrate on how your body feels as you inhale and exhale, thoughts and feelings may flicker into awareness. Acknowledging those thoughts and feelings is not at all similar to obsessing or ruminating over the problem that has triggered your reaction. Tuning your thoughts back to your breath will allow your emotions to ebb and flow. As you inhale deeply, follow the movement of the fresh air as it travels through your nasal passages, throat, and chest, and into your abdomen. As you breathe out, exhale some of the tension that has been building inside of you. Just concentrate on your breath and breathe deeply and slowly. Focus on how different parts of your body feel as you move through a breathing cycle. If thoughts or feelings creep into your awareness, remind yourself that emotional states come and go and that it will be easier to know what to do when you're not blinded by emotion. Many people find this approach helpful during moments of agitation and even more useful after they have learned to build mindful exercises into their daily lives. Like other techniques, learning to shift your focus away from obsessive thinking is more effective and easier to do if you have practiced it in moments of calm.
use guided imagery. While some incidents of overreaction are over in a flash, many people find themselves worked up for hours or even days. They tend to ruminate on the trigger and, as a result, constantly re-emerge into states of heightened arousal and intensity. While you might not have the time or privacy to count on guided imagery as your first resort in a moment of crisis, it is a wonderful option to employ as soon as you have a private moment. In Chapter 2, you are asked to experiment with the power of positive emotional memories through an exercise in guided imagery. You learned how to recall a specific event and shift your concentration to the things you remembered seeing, feeling, smelling, and hearing. Just remembering the details of this wonderful experience has the power to revive your emotional memory and sense of well-being that you had in that moment. Knowing which memory works best to soothe you or restore your self-confidence makes it easier to turn to that memory when you are ready to open the good drawer of your emotional filing cabinet and immerse yourself in the positive. When you choose to do this, you are truly using your mind to switch your response pattern. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Stop Overreacting, Effective Strategies for Calming Your Emotions. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.